Hey, this is my pre-recorded announcement reminding you that you can subscribe to the podcast on the platform that you are listening to it on. The podcast Secrets of the Art World is now available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you. This episode was originally recorded in 2019. Welcome to Secrets of the Art World. I'm your host, Matt Gleason. I do this podcast eh, once in a while when I feel like it. And I've been feeling like it more and more because the decade is winding down. The tweens. (laughs) Somebody commented on Facebook and told me I should call them the tweens. I've been trying to figure out what to call this decade. They're the tweens, of course. So, (laughs) 2010 to 2019. What a decade. A lot's changed. Who is the artist of the decade? That's what uh, has excited me lately. I want to I want to find out who is the artist of the decade. 2010 to 2019. 201. That's the decade. The 201s. 201st decade of our Lord of the common era. So, uh Today, I want to talk about a market darling. If the art market is any indicator of the great art of our time, this artist may well be the artist of the decade. But uh, for those of us who actually like art, who have a sense of critical inquiry, oh man, is this guy for real? This artist, the market darling of the decade... (laughs) <laughs> from 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 the entire decade, there's been some hot, trendy people lately, but this guy's been a, had a, had a sustained decade for sure. Mark Grotjohn, Grotjohn, Grosjean, Crotchjohn, I don't know, Gro, you know, ask him next time you see him. Anyway, Grotjohn, Mark Grotjohn, G-R-O-T-J-A-H-N, Mark Grotjohn. So, what's the deal with this guy? Well, um... I'll describe his work to you. Uh, you know, for those of you who don't have to Google it. Um, they're, they look like basically uh, radiant lines coming out. Um, think of the, the rising sun war flag of Imperial Japan without the red dot in the middle, and you just have the, the white and red stripes. Uh, but he doesn't contrast the colors. Uh, the, the colors he uses are a little more subtle, uh, to his credit. Um, now, first off, the, the guy has an, is an amazing draftsman. I mean, he, he certainly is facile. And he kind of got bored with his, um, whatever you want to call them, the radiant suns. And so he started to get uh, expressionistic. He hurt himself uh, last decade and couldn't do some of the physical labor that it took to do these radiant uh, pieces. And so then he got real, oh, just expressionistic, for lack of a better word. Uh He's kind of, so he's got a couple different styles. Um, people have compared him to Willem de Kooning and it's, it, it's almost, he, he's, he's like if Willem de Kooning tried to do an Ellsworth Kelly painting. And in that, uh, it succeeded, I guess you could say, in a, in a, in a, in a kind of a farcical way. Um, but at the end of the day, I have to say that 
Mark Grotejohn is uh, a modernist in this long after modernism era that we are in. He's he's kind of I don't know if he's the last modernist. He's definitely well, boy. You, you could probably bet that he's the last modernist to uh, while still alive and cooking in his prime to get an auction record of $16 million for one canvas. <laughs> Did that wake you up? See, I, like I said, when it comes to the art market, this may be the artist of the decade. $16 million he received for, uh, he didn't receive it, some, you know, flipper sold it, come on. Uh, but uh, that's what the artwork yielded at an auction in 2017. Um, so, the, the paintings, you got to look at modernism as like, okay, like the Impressionists were kind of like the, the pregnancy, okay, of modernism. Modernism, the, the Impressionists were pregnant with modernism, right? And you got to look at um, Matisse and Picasso as kind of like the, the labor that's the preg pregnancy is going into labor, right? And then you got to look at Jackson Pollock, the abstract expressionist, all the way through the the light and space, Robert Irwin as like the, the baby has come out. This is, wow, we're just looking at the baby. It's just been born modernism. This is modernism. And uh, now uh, someone dropped the baby. And I think after... Afterwards, uh, like Mark Grachon's kind of like the, the afterbirth, the placenta, you know, and these collectors that are, are buying and flipping Mark Grachon to make him Grotejohn, whatever the fuck, uh, to make him the market darling. They're kind of like, you remember, you've heard of those, like those hippie chicks who say, oh, you know, it's really good after you have the baby to uh, eat the placenta. Yeah. That's, that's the people they, they want you to, that's, and it, so the baby's been born. There's, you know, there's been high modernism and, uh, this afterbirth, this Mark Grotejohn placenta, you know, here they are saying, we just, we got to eat it. It's going to be really good for us, really healthy after this pregnancy labor and giving birth to modernism. You got to eat the placenta. Well, I'm not eating the placenta. Okay. If there's going to be modernism continuing, it's going to be by an artist more inventive than Mark Grotejohn, who is great at quoting the gestures of high modernism uh, and making them his own vocabulary, but little else uh, other than those auction prices that just turn on collectors. And um, I must say, uh, I'd like to see the guy survive a recession or two, but uh, he, he, you know, he, he was around before the big one in 08, uh, and he really, really took off this decade. So as far as the market goes, this guy, uh, takes it all, but the level of denial that the art world has to be in about the world having changed from high modernism to now, uh, and when there, frankly, there are still some great painters who work in what you might call a modernist style. And I even want to say modernist tradition. The idea that um, Grotejohn is somehow forwarding 
the dialogue is absolutely ludicrous. He's just using the tropes of modernism with a very facile hand. Um, I went to, he had a show, oh boy, it's probably been about five years at uh, Blum and Poe, and he had these radiant uh, spectrum paintings where they, there's the center point and then the lines just all come out and make a circle like Imperial Japan's flag. And, and, uh, but they were painted with a palette knife and they were frankly like nothing I've ever seen before until, you know, to begin with, it was like, okay, no, this is, you know, I, 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 I wanted to go with it. I went with an open mind, but afterwards it was just like, he, he was quoting himself. He had done these radiant spectrum, you know, 10, 15 years earlier. And here he was just quoting himself. Uh, once an artist quotes themselves, uh, you know, that's, that's a kiss of death. Any artist, you know, when your mom makes a quilt and it's like, wow, that's such a great quilt, mom. And then she tries to make the same quilt again. Oof, yeah. That's sorry, mom. You're quoting yourself. And, um, you, um, you could see Mark Grochon just, man, mining this signature style. And so the mindset of a person who can say, this is the art to be exalted out of all the other art is a, is a, a mindset that is really interested in a very narrow dialogue and art. Ironically, modernism, this ambitious project to have a universality in art, a vocabulary beyond the cliche, uh, you know, all the optimism of 100, 150 years ago is, is uh, just this dead afterbirth in the art of Mark Grosjean. Uh, and as such, I think it would be a hard sell uh, for me or anyone to call him, or me or anyone with sense to call him the artist of the decade. But man, those auction bidders, those flippers, they love their Mark Grosjean and he is their artist of the decade. So there, is he the artist of the decade? Ask your local art flipper. Thank you for listening to Secrets of the Art World, a podcast I do when I feel like it. This episode was originally recorded in 2019.